to the Roanoke Weekly Podcast for October 15th. This is Brad. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. Good. So, uh, Xavier, this was your first weekend at GoFest? This was. How was this it? Was, it was, that was, it was dope. It was dope. That was, did you um, take your, yeah, some of the kids I took out? some of the kids. So I did had to do kind of like rounds. <laughs> so uh-huh. I'd like take one, drop one off, bring another one. Um, they were literally like in like another world. <laughs> um and it was so cool just to see so many kids like just walk like walking around freely. It was like almost like the parents like picked up their bike and was like have fun. Mm. It was like a, like a little fair for themselves, like the rock climbing, the fishing, the the food, like the archery, the what is it called, a tightrope? Slackline. Is that what it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Slackline, yeah. yeah. All that stuff was so cool like and it was a lot of people out there and I was amazed by how many people were wearing like the same like outfits. <laughs> it was like everybody. I guess, is it Patagonia? Uh, oh, probably. sure, yeah. There's yeah, it was like everybody went in their like closet and was like, "This is the hat I have to wear." Today. Like, well, yeah. I mean, it was the first kind of fall weekend, so I think people were excited to wear their yeah. like fall clothes. You know, I wore a vest yesterday there, um, and people were like giving me some. Um, you know, they were telling me I looked so go fest, like so fall, because I was wearing a vest. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, that that's a huge production. Um, no kidding. But, I mean, they pulled it all. They pull it off every year, so they're doing something right. Yeah. What was the favorite part that the kids experienced or that you experienced? Um, the BMX. Mm. The the BMX thing and like seeing even seeing the kids like with the scooters, like mm. do the scooters around the little. Uh, the pump, pump track, pump yeah. Track, yeah. That and the slack line. I think that was the the biggest highlight. And then, I mean, for, for the kids that I took, just being out there was huge for them. Just, like, they're just looking around like, I don't it's know like what playground. to do. Like, yeah. 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 It's, a, it's such a fun event. for. I mean, all ages, everybody, like, I just love it. Yeah. Well, and if your kids are interested, there is a – Pump track in Wasina Park. In Wasina, yeah. You know, so I've seen that. I didn't know if that was just like a one day thing. No, it's there permanently. It's there permanently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. There's some great video of a friend of mine taking her kids in their stroller and maybe falling out at some point as they go. Oh, around. oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of my friends take their bike out and try to do it, thinking it's like for kids and it's going to be easy and they just like tumble right off of it. Yeah. It's great. I, I, yeah, I'm not, not going to try that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Good times. Good weekend. If you missed it, definitely put it on your calendar for next year. Don't miss it. It is such a fun event. Yeah, so the people that were camping out, they were there this morning. I don't know. I think it ended at like 5 p.m. yesterday. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so okay. that's what I, I heard at least. Like, keep it there. Get up for work. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, good times. I'm sad it's over, but excited for next year already. <laughs> Well, and it almost didn't happen this year due to some pretty crazy stuff that happened last week. Were you guys out when the flooding hit last week? No, I mean, God, where was I? I guess I was at home. But, I mean, some some of the stuff from GoFest got canceled, and I'm, I think people were surprised that GoFest still happened because that whole area was just, like, completely underwater. Um, it was a huge, huge flood. I saw a friend of mine posted a photo. She was flying back into Roanoke when the river was kind of at its peak. 
maybe I'll add that photo to the newsletter because it was it did not look like Roanoke. It looked like the Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I'll show it to you after this. It was intense. Um, and I mean, it is no laughing matter. Of course, a lot of people lost a lot. So it was kind of crazy. I know that. Uh, so my wife is at Goodwill up there in Northwest. Yeah, she said took these pictures of the parking lot. Oh, and they yeah. were like six to eight inches of water in the parking lot yeah. there. And, uh, she went to go pick up her daughter and couldn't figure out how to get home from Salem at that point. Oh, yeah, because so, they blocked off Melrose. Because yeah, like, yeah. there were all the major roads mm-hmm. back in town were blocked yep. off. So um, I think most recently they recorded it as the eighth highest crest in the Ron- wow. history of the Roanoke River, which is kind of came out of nowhere, too, it felt like. So yeah, I think everybody was kind of over it after Florence. And they were like, yeah. we're not going to have any problems now. That but, was my thing. It was like yeah. Michael just was like, you know Snuck what? in there. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and nobody's going to tell me to leave. Well, Mike's being a creep. What do we expect, I guess? Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Well. Um, yeah, my basement flooded. Oh, God, ours did, so, too. It was the it? worst it's been. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've never had water. Like, never had water. And it was, like, probably, like, two inches. Oh, man. And I'm I sorry. Just, like, mop and trash can and Clorox. And <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> There's a lot. Mm. I think there are a lot of folks resonating with that. Yeah, I just yeah, for sure. Well, let's move on to the news. (laughs) Yeah, some very light news to move on to here (laughs) in the form of uh, apparently there were a number of anti-Semitic flyers found on the Roanoke College campus. Uh, These have all been taken down pretty quickly, but apparently there's some suggestion that's part of a national trend to kind of do this kind of thing and it's just uh, I don't know about you all but it's pretty damn upsetting uh, to find here in our community didn't this sort of thing happen a couple years ago like something happened on Holland's campus where people were putting like oh that's right it was a demonstration about um, like the history of race relations and segregation and somebody made the water fountains one said like you know the white water fountain and one said this and it was supposed to be a demonstration about it, but it got taken completely the wrong way, mm-hmm. and it caused a whole news, you know, craziness. But this seems a little bit more um, malicious and widespread, even than that. And yeah, oof. Well, yep. don't do that, folks. Just don't do it. One, the president, President Maxey, said in a statement that. We condemn these hateful acts as antithetical to our Roanoke College values, which is, you know, it's just nice to see people speaking out against it, but that's got to stop. Well, and it's, it's, I think what part of what's so upsetting is it can be one person that can go out and do it and just mess with everybody's psyche in the process. Yeah. But uh, on a positive flip side to that, um, we had a group of folks come out and do something very positive last week. We've talked about this a little bit before, but it was great to see that the... Um, the black father family and their work to support children as they come into the schools uh, uh, got some great publicity this past week. And I don't know if you were out there this time, Xavier, but um, it uh, continues to be, uh, I think, a really shining light for what can happen and what how we should be supporting the young people in our communities. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't get to make this one, um, but I know it was. I think it was even better. Um, I think each one he's done is becoming even better and better. So big shout out to Ryan Bell. Um, I think this time they actually gave out books. Mm-hmm. 
to the kids as, as they were walking in. Um, so it's just, it's just a, like a, like you said, it's another opportunity just to put a, a smile on a kid's face, give him a moment that he's not going to forget. Hopefully, they won't forget. Um, just another chance to to let them start that day off right. This is so cute. This story is just full of like heartwarming yeah. moments, but they gave out copies of Dr. Seuss books, yeah. especially if you give a cat a cupcake, which sounds really adorable, <laughs> and applauded the kids as they, got, as they got off the bus, and that the kids were like pressing their faces to the glass and yeah. the bus when they were there because they were so excited. So the kids like when... So, so cute. All the men show up early, so the kids, when they when the buses come around, they kind of just sit and wait. It's like, what are they doing? It's like 50 men outside with books. So, yeah, they're very eager oh. to get off the bus. So um, great. And all kids love high fives. Mm-hmm. Like they just love high fives. I don't know what it is about it. <laughs> I don't want to do it well, as an adult, <laughs> but all kids love it. Hmm. Well, I think uh, the more we can continue to invest in our young people, the, the better the returns are likely to be in many ways. But, very true. We uh, give out a lot of high fives to yes. the kids. You see some kids today, give them a high five. Xavier okay. says they love it. So. <laughs> I'll check with them uh, first. Xavier approved. Uh, approved. <laughs> All right. Should we take a quick break? Let's do. Well, I wanted to share something that I think is going to be really fun uh, and a chance for folks to get involved in something that uh, I know that we've had some touch points with, but that simple Roanoke, which stands for supporting innovative, meaningful projects and local experimentation, is going to be having an informational meeting about joining their groups for the next year on October 23rd here at the CoLab. Um, uh, Ariel, why should people come out? Well, if you're interested in finding ways to support some of these great startup sort of bootstrap projects that happen in our community, um, this is a it's a really easy, well, as the name says, a simple way to get involved in support while making real relationships and camaraderie with your fellow Roanokers. So I've enjoyed being a part of the group for the past year or so. I'm excited to meet folks who are also interested in getting involved. And actually, Xavier can give us a really good example of what the kind of impact Simple has is. Yes. Yeah, so, brought us all uh, together. Simple has changed my life forever. <laughs> Um, no, but Simple is is a, a great organization, um, uh, a program that from my nonprofit has was able to actually run this year, uh, fully funded because of Simple. Um, so the the people and the impact that it makes is huge. Um, it's definitely community driven. Um, everybody takes the time out and the sacrifice. So if you if there's any way that you can get involved, please do. And so, if you love hearing stories uh, like the like that we just shared from mm-hmm. Ryan Bell um, and the right. and the Black Father family, come on out. Those are the exactly the kind of things we love to support. Absolutely. So, um, again, October twenty third at the CoLab, six p.m. We'd love to have you here. Dinner will be provided. Nice. So, Ooh. Let's get back to the news. So there's. Um, We've often talked about how Blacksburg and Roanoke is trying to be this really technology-driven place and be a center for what's possible in the tech field. And I think we're seeing some more examples of that in that uh, Torque down in Blacksburg has introduced a new... Robo-taxi. 
Sorry, I really wanted to say that. Wow. Yes. I was really excited. I was waiting for my moment. That sounded like a, like a legit commercial. <laughs> the Robo Taxi. Like your voice is like perfect. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. It's very self-explanatory. But you came in like right at the perfect, <laughs> the perfect place. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, so they've essentially developed an autonomous minivan that can take folks around, and theoretically, maybe in the future, you get off your air, your flight or you need to get around town, and this robot taxi shows up. And Brad, how'd you get here tonight? I, oh, I, I took the robo taxi. About this, this drives itself. Yeah. Nope. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, anyway, the story. To? Probably a computer. <laughs> like, what if this thing starts driving like eighty miles an hour in the wrong direction? Ooh. Then I guess you did something wrong, and there's a warrant out, and you better be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I have to confess that I'm a little scared too, but yeah. it seems to be the way we're going, and so I'm kind of telling myself I have to get used to it. Guys, so. imagine back when passenger airplanes were new and people were getting in them. I'm still freaked right? out about like, that too. This is true. That's, to me, way scarier than this. I mean, this is pretty frightening, but it all of the innovations around transportation have probably been like, uh, wait, we're doing what now? That's true. They probably did trains and people were like, what is what? this yeah. this fire-breathing devil thing that's <laughs> up here at the front? Um but in, I thought it was also interesting to note that in that article they talked about how most major car manufacturers test their vehicle on the smart road down in the Neuro mm-hmm. Valley, but also that Google's uh, got some drones, autonomous drones that are doing training or, or doing some uh, uh, facilitating some build stuff down in Blacksburg as well. So a very uh, uh, vibrant place for autonomous stuff at the moment. So. Xavier, I would steer clear of Blacksburg if you're worried about uh, yeah. <laughs> sensor-driven things that might <laughs> come and run into you or whatever. This is all very exciting stuff. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely we should Xavier post some stuff are, in the newsletter are, about so you can read the article. It's pretty exciting. Xavier and I are the, the podcast Luddites, and Ariel is dragging us into the future here. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just, you know, I'm still I'm scared of it too. But man, it's it's like science fiction happening literally in our neighborhood, which is very cool. Robo Taxi. Find it today in Blacksburg. <laughs> um, so uh, speaking of transportation things, it was interesting to know, I think we talked last week about the city of Roanoke's legislative agenda that they sent that included the uh, asking permission to ban weapons in city council chambers. Uh, I thought it was only right that we mentioned that Roanoke County has released their legislative agenda, which is focused on transportation issues. So improvements to uh, 81, uh, I think uh, a new, uh, bumping up the timeline for a new interstate from between here and Greensboro, if I'm, if I'm familiar with what the 73 corridor that they're looking at is, mm. um, and, and some other things. But it's just interesting that that's kind of where they've chosen to focus their energy out in the county at the moment. So, Yeah, our old buddy... I-81, we talk about it almost every week because it is being talked about. You know, these stories are not, there's nothing like set in stone that's happening necessarily, but it's nice to know that things are, the gears are in motion to uh, make some improvements and hopefully increase the sort of lifespan of 81 as a as a economic driver in the area. Got to have people in and out to have business and commerce and things. So looking at that, keeping an eye on that. Very true. 
some really extreme photos with that article of 81 being yeah. backed up with like a million trucks. And then the other side is like completely clear. It looks like the walking yeah. dead or something. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. That's probably like just a regular Tuesday morning, you know. Um, oh, that's, we're taking a lot of like little regional trips on this podcast today. We're going, you know, to Blacksburg and then next up we're going to Salem. Just down the road here. Yeah, so some interesting notes about, uh, I don't know if you guys have been to downtown Salem recently, but um, they're putting a bunch of money into revitalizing that little downtown area. I think the number that stood out to me is that using $8 million of their municipal funds to plant trees, do landscaping, and fix their sidewalks, and things such as this uh, serious investment in uh, a facelift that I think uh, they're planning on paying big uh, dividends for them there in that in that community. So. Yeah, I mean, Salem's always prided itself on having this very quaint, lovely, walkable downtown. And I think that's that's accurate, but they have some artist rendering of the revitalization. And I don't know how accurate this is, but the photo looks to me like downtown Greenville. If you've been to Greenville, South Carolina, mm-hmm. um, not photo, sorry, the painting, it's got these lush green trees and all the sidewalk seating for restaurants and twinkle lights and these beautiful like light fixtures and everything. And, you know, as, as, um, superficial as that stuff can seem in terms of, you know, looking at it from the outside. When you're in those environments, that really leaves an impact. It's a, it's a very nice experience. So I think it's a great investment for Salem. Well, I was just uh, reading here that apparently there's going to be a new Tuco's uh, opening down there as well. So, you know, Is it going to be called Tuco's or is it going to be no oh, oh, a new Tuco's restaurant? No. I see. I, that's pretty, okay, pretty accurate there. <laughs> And the old theater is also being transformed into mm-hmm. a new restaurant and boutique hotel. We're adding parking in every block downtown. That's cool. People oh. care a lot about parking oh, in this town. Yes, but it's a bad idea at the same time. <laughs> every great city in the world has a parking problem. I think we should just remember that. <laughs> there are no places to park in Barcelona, and it's one of the most amazing places in the world. So, anyway. <laughs> Okay, on that note. <laughs> I'm just going to get off my high horse here and move on to share about uh, a camper van that may be coming to a community near you that wants to hear from you. Um, so well, what? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, if this sketchy, uh, no, it's not sketchy at all, but if this camper van comes up, it, it, it's titled The Health Story and that they're going to go throughout Southwest Virginia to collect stories of people's health experiences in the area. It's funded uh, by a number of folks in the area, but VTC uh, and the Research Institute down at Carillion is really driving it, um, literally, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, but the stories will go into a number of the local libraries in the area, and I'm sure that they will have other interesting ways to share that. But they made their uh, initial launch at GoFest this weekend. But Yeah, I saw this thing. I didn't realize what it was. I walked right past it, and I was like, Wow, why does this huge vintage camper have like Virginia Tech's logo all over it? Um, and thankfully, Brad had pulled the story for us so I can learn more about it. The whole health story in mobile audio booth. So, yeah, if you have an interesting health story that you think needs to be heard, uh, be on the lookout. They do have Facebook, Twitter, all of these things, so you can check them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, give them some likes, support them. They're brand new. Yep. See what this whole thing is. Um, Pretty neat, especially if you're a tech alum. It looks like um, VT Stories, a program dedicated to preserving hokey history, is in, involved in this too. So, you know, it's one more way to get involved as an alum, which we have plenty of. 
Yeah, I think Xavier was planning on trying to catch up with it to give a story about how his mental health really improved after ODU <laughs> beat Virginia Tech. <laughs> Absolutely. A few weeks ago. So. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely catch a catch a ride on the historian, the health story, health story, health story. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty is, cute. I wonder if you idea. actually go for a ride in it. I, I'm hopeful that you just that sit still. Sit still. Yeah. Oh, you uh, don't ride around while you record? Right. Man. A little part uh, of this. It's interesting to think in my, from my mind about how different those stories will be, even in different parts of Roanoke, much less in different parts of southwest Virginia, that, you know, health outcomes, location matters so much for that. So. I wonder how they pick the people... Yeah, they say they're modeling it on StoryCorps, where it's kind of like you just volunteer to come in and give okay. a story and stuff. So, oftentimes it'll be like uh, people that know each other, so like uh, a, a siblings or yeah. parents and children that'll get on together and share a story. Yeah. So, anyway, be on the lookout. Follow them on social media. Um, and then in another story out of VTCRI, interesting to note that. Um, an area benefactor has donated a uh, million dollars to support the their public lecture series down there, which um, we were discussing beforehand is probably not as well known as it should be for some of the folks that come down there and speak. But uh, it's an incredible resource to the area. And so we'll yeah, it's hope an outreach that. event. They call it an outreach event. So they want the public to come. Absolutely. And they've got these incredible uh, speakers that come. And they're going to get more incredible ones because they just got a million dollars yeah. to get more so i mean I'm, I'm sure it's not that simple but you know that's some great funding so thanks to mari strauss businessman yes. Yes. and benefactor so we will uh we'll hopefully find some lecture events in the lecture series to share with you guys coming up so you can get down there and see some of that because i do think it's one of these things that the rest of our community uh and the research institute probably don't connect on the way that they should in some ways to folks together but hopefully we can we can be a bit of a bridge there but. Mm -hmm. yeah this is awesome I'll, I'll look into the timeline of the events and try to share a couple of those over the next few months so that you can show up learn some things meanwhile Mr. Strauss if you would like to place an ad for those events <laughs> on the Roanoke Weekly we are very available and open to that possibility <laughs> <laughs> Or anyone. You or don't anyone, have to be yeah. a benefactor um, and it, by any stretch. Okay, let's talk about our spotlights. Um, Xavier, why don't you kick us off with your food? Food's spot. always the most fun. So All right, we'll do the food. Um, a nice little cozy, intimate place that I went this weekend. Uh, Table 50 in downtown Roanoke. It's at 309 Market Street. Um, I picked this because this was another place where I went to that I didn't feel like I was in Roanoke, mm -hmm. um, which is a cool thing for me because I like to travel. So I'm always looking for those little spots that um, kind of take me out of the element. And Table 50 definitely got on my top 10 mm -hmm. restaurants this weekend. Um, I had the shrimp and grits, and I can tell you exactly how it's made. It's uh, white cheddar grits, and there's a um, it's like a ham gravy, and, but it's mixed with crab meat, and mm. you get like four like jumbo shrimp, and it is excellent, pricey, but 
excellent. Um, you would call it a date night kind of place? It's definitely a date night. Like, make a nice little reservation, hmm. wear a nice little outfit. Um, it's very intimate. It's very, like, you know, dim lights. Uh, but I loved it. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. The drinks were amazing. They have a nice bar, right? They do. Yeah, I haven't been, but I've heard that their bar is really fun to go sit and have a nice yeah. cocktail. And I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. This is a good reminder. I mean, how many? I don't know how many times I've walked past that place and I've just never thought table fifty. Yeah, to go inside. Right, so it's good to have. They've a, been there for a while. For a while, yeah. Yeah. and I, again, I've walked. You know? I'm the same way. I've walked past it. Walked past it. Walked past it. And I actually made reservations to River and Rail, but they had. Um, they had an, uh, an event. Right, with GoFest, yeah. This weekend. So I couldn't do them. So I was, I was like, well, what's next? And I actually asked the lady who answered the phone. She was like, well, try Table 50. It's like, all right, cool. There you go. That's great. Yeah. Well, if you're having a date night downtown, we could bridge into my arts and culture oh, spotlight. Like um, you could pick up some th- tickets to your local professional theater, Mill Mountain Theater. Uh, I have seen a number of shows. Have you guys seen shows at Mill Mountain Theater Never. before? Oh my goodness! Maybe when I was like a little kid, right? Okay, they trips. do have a lot of really awesome, ki- like kid-oriented stuff. But um, yeah, I've seen a few. I've had friends that have worked there ever since I've moved here, so I've had um, a little bit more of a reason to go because mm-hmm. they are directing these shows or chore- doing the choreography of the music. But every show I've seen there has been top-notch, professional. They hire out-of-town equity actors. I mean, they're doing real professional mm-hmm. theater here in the Roanoke Valley. They do sort of traditional shows, you know, the sound of music type stuff, and then they also do more cutting edge, um, fringe theater stuff in their their smaller uh, theater room. There, um, all different price points represented. They are doing a rush ticket option, which is something big city theaters do, where right before the show opens, there if they have a few leftover tickets, they'll sell them at a much cheaper price to people who come for those. Um, I just encourage you to check out their website and see their options or their, you know, their Facebook. Right now they're doing West Side Story and apparently it's like selling out every night and fantastic. It's a huge cast. Of course, you guys know that story. It's very um, vibrant and active and lots of music and sound and lights and it looks like it's a whole whole lot of fun. So check out my mountain theater. They also have a ton of good holiday stuff. So if you're looking for something to do with the fam, Mm -hmm. I went to see A Christmas Story last year and like laughed my entire way through it. It was so good. <laughs> so check them out. Date night, family night. Yeah. Take yourself out night. <laughs> it's definitely been on my list for a long time and we haven't been able to make it happen yet. But When Evie's like a year older from now, she's yeah. going to like love that kind of stuff, you know? It's going to be so fun. Yeah. That's his daughter, by the way. Yes. Um and then we will be actively seeking ways to entertain her at that point. So it will be even more important. I'm right, glad you're up. All right, for our business spotlight this week, I wanted to focus on a nonprofit that does a lot of business in the areas, um, which is the Leap for Local Food. Um, if you've been to the Grandin Market or the West End Market, you're well familiar with what they do. Uh, but they do a bunch of other stuff too. Um, in terms of uh, providing access to hopefully and local food. Um, they have a mobile market that goes around town that you've probably seen around with their with their very fun paint job and very delicious vegetables inside of it. Um, but they do great work uh, and they support a number of other great businesses in the area. Uh, and so that, you know, you can think about that too, that every time you're going to these farmer's markets, you're supporting a number of other local businesses that are active in that space as well. 
Uh, and I do happen to know that there's a new business uh, that you can find at the Grandin Market in the form of Two Dudes Foods, which is, I think, doing <laughs> some very interesting dried food stuff. So uh, come on and check them out and then buy food from everybody at the market and uh, have a great time. Yeah, definitely, you know, got to chime in because my husband works for Leap, uh, Go Sam, and also is one of the two dudes <laughs> who does Two Dudes Foods. Um, they are fill-in vendors. They're not going to be there every week. But the Grandin Village Farmer's Market is... Um, every Saturday from 8 to noon until November um, of this year. And then the West End Farmer's Market is Tuesday afternoons at the West End Center, or like the Freedom First branch at the West End, um, all year round, Tuesday afternoons. So if you're looking for local, super local food within 100 miles of Roanoke, that's your spot. Leap is awesome. There's all kinds of, I, I bought a sunshine squash recently, and I had no idea what that was, but it's very tasty, so... Mm-hmm. You can go in and learn all kinds of new vegetables you didn't even know existed before. Totally. Yeah, definitely didn't know that one. There's so many. I mean, they had, God, what did they have this most recent time? They had some sort of fruit. I mean, they had like pawpaws and... Jackfruit? Maybe some. I don't know if it was jackfruit. It was It was something that I didn't think grew, grew around here, and they had it, you know, locally grown here. So, hmm. yeah, the markets are a lot of fun. Definitely the grain and market is the one you're going to want to go to if you want to see the wild and exotic stuff. The West End Market is more of your staples and basics, but try everything. It's all delicious. <laughs> well, we'll run through a couple of quick events. This will all be in the newsletter, so check that out. Subscribe. Um, I was I wanted to do a quick overview of some things going on here, uh, some holiday-ish related and some not, but um, coming up on Thursday, there is a concert at the Spot on Kirk uh, Heather May is the headliner and the opener, Sarah Clanton. Um, Heather May does, she does sort of like pop ballad songs, but they're all toward this mission of spreading like po- you know, body positivity and inclusivity. And they're really like, they're bangers. They're so good. Um, and she's just like the most positive person. And I think it's going to be an incredible show. Mm. So if you kind of believe in that mission, like I do, and like the groups I'm a part of do, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's on Thursday at 7. Um, let's see. On Friday, late at night at 11.30 p.m., there's a free screening of Jurassic Park at our local Grandin Theater. So if you love that movie, which I think everybody who's seen it loves that movie, uh, go check it out. You can go see that at the Grandin Theater. It's a great opportunity to go to the theater if you haven't been before and give it a give it a taste or a well, test. And the, and the Grandin Theater now has alcohol, right? Yeah, they have a bar. They sell alcohol. Um, I think it's still kind of in their, like, soft launch time, so it's not always available from what I've heard. So don't go, like, banking on that necessarily, but consider it a great perk if it's happening. I mean, you don't need alcohol to enjoy Jurassic Park, right? But, you know, it never hurts. No, it doesn't hurt. Um, Yeah, the next night, so Saturday, or the next day, looks like, um, Downshift is hosting a scary... scary Roanoke stories to tell in the dark event. Um, and it's a history bike tour. So we're going to go around Roanoke, um, some of the places around here and talk about scary Roanoke stories on that. You know, so fun way to get out on your bike and make some friends. And on a side note, if a bunch of folks are start show up on Saturday night and are looking at your house, you might want to start investigating other places to live. Oh, so. oh right. <laughs> Saturday morning, 9.30 a.m. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, Brad, do you want to talk about this next event? This was... 
Yeah, so, so there's uh, there's a new organization in town called Trees Roanoke. Um, so for those of you that don't know, it's actually the city doesn't have a lot of money to put into planting new trees, and so we've kind of been forced into creative ways of doing that. Uh, and so Trees Roanoke is part of that mission, and they are doing a forest bathing event on Saturday up on Mill Mountain. I believe it's in from like a one to four type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have more information in the in the email, but. Um, some really interesting stuff, and it's a really that forest bathing sounds very esoteric and not like something I would enjoy. But when they explained to me that it was essentially spending quiet time and learning how to meditate in the woods, I was like, "Well, of course, that's everybody loves that." So, uh, being intentional and about that, and uh, I think it'll be a very interesting time uh, to get out and learn more about trees, Roanoke, but also potentially center yourself for the coming week uh, on this coming Sunday. So, check them out. Um, they just launched their website, treesroanoke.org, so you can learn more about what they're up to. Uh, but in the meantime, come out on Sunday and and, uh, and bathe your soul, I suppose. <laughs> Words I'd never thought I'd hear, I'd hear Brad say. Yeah. yeah, so that actually, it's six days from now, and that's probably about when we're supposed to get peak leaf color, from what I understand. So if you are looking for a way to get out and really, like, really enjoy the nature, what better way than to meditate among it? Um, yeah, fall is here, finally. So exciting. Anybody have any other events to throw out there? We'll add these things to the newsletter, of course. So any others? Doesn't look like it. Okay. I mean, of course, there are 1,000 other things to do this week, and we are happy to um, give shout-outs to people. If you have an event you want to send to us over the Internet somehow, please do. Um, and yeah, just make sure you're following us on all our social media, Roanoke Weekly, and sign up for the newsletter at RoanokeWeekly.com. And yeah, I guess that's it, right? Well, yeah, and please give us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. It really helps other folks find us. Uh, and in the meantime, if you have any news you want us to share, as Ariel said, please do let us know. Um, but yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. Have a good week. Thank you.